a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based <laughs> on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind that we're not doctors and never claim to be. Now we're just a couple of dumbbells who love ourselves some fitness and want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. Now we can start because we have a guest in the weight room. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Michael Cassidy. Hey. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. I almost didn't make it through that intro because... I said me weird. Yeah. He said me weird. I thought it was normal, but you guys laughing through it, I think improved it if I can give my two cents. I'll tell you right now. I've just I try to bulldoze my way through that intro so people know that we're not doctors. Yeah, people, that's all. People got to know. People got to know. Um, Cassidy think- with an A. You know he's an actor, writer, comedian, musician. Yeah. You yeah. see him on comedy, Bang Bang, Drunk History, bang, 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 drunk, Love, drink. among many others. Luke. And he's got a a play he's going to be in next weekend as you're hearing this called Amos, which we'll get into later. Yeah. But uh, Cassidy, thanks for joining us, my man. My God, I'm in the weight room. In the yeah, weight room. dude. I love it. Thank you f- so much for having me. Dude, we're excited. This, this is a long time coming. Long time coming. Um, long time coming. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start the beat. <laughs> you guys just, it was very lyrical. A very musical episode. Of, uh, down. Yeah, of, right. <laughs> of the dumbbells. <clears throat> Uh, but I, cu- I cut you guys off. We were making fun of how I said me in the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I, me. I, I, I was trying to just kind of, you know, bulldoze through it just so we can get through that intro. <laughs> and I try and, I'm trying not to just pick apart everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a thing. It's, it's fun to do. It's kind of a thing, but it's also like, okay, now we're at this point we're wasting time. Because yeah. Yeah, gotta, but that's, I mean, that's the thing about a podcast. Once you say something, it's out there. Everybody knows. What, you gotta, what are you going to do? Not deal with it? You I think what I should start doing is any word that you say wrong, I just cut it out, snip it out of the audio, and then I'll say it instead. It's going to be you talking to yourself the <laughs> it'll, whole time. It'll be like the televised edit of Major League where they uh, yeah. where they cut on the curse word. Yeah. And they go, let's strike this guy out. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's this movie called The Hard Way with uh, James Woods and Michael J. Fox. Did you guys ever see that? Uh-uh. I don't think I did. It's kind of, it's, it's good, kind of, somehow. But uh, <laughs> James Woods is a legit police officer and Michael J. Fox kind of plays a heightened version of himself. And he goes, there's a lot of buddy cop movies. It was like it's early buddy 80s. Cop, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, or yeah, late 80s maybe. Late but he, 80s. he goes, he joins, he does like a ride along with uh, Woods because he's playing a cop in a movie. And he's like kind of a corny action hero. But he says uh, multiple times in the movie, like, you son of a bitch. There you are, you son of a bitch. And I watched a TV edit where they just replaced it with slug in a ditch. Whoa. <laughs> I know everybody has tons of stories about funny replacements for those. Yeah. Slug, may have, slug in a ditch, though, I don't think I've ever heard. I've never heard that. And I guess it works uh, with how the mouth moves, but it was a weird one. Slug like, in a uh, ditch. Lebowski has that good one of when uh, John Goodman's bashing the guy's car in and he's saying, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. And he... Can I? I could just say these things. I should have asked first. No, no, no. Of the course. But he's like, this, this is, is what shoot. happens when you meet a stranger in the park. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that one that one works well. Though. I mean, I think yeah, greatly improved it's the movie. Yeah, funny to go completely innocuous. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. There was no hope, and yeah. but what do you? 
It's kind of a, what a cautionary could, tale, then. You should be careful meeting strangers yeah. in the park. Yeah, it's That's like, true. don't do anything. Then, I mean, I what else could you have said? When you uh, block uh, a manger in the eye. That's it. Oh, there it is. That's it. And that reading, I think, is perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we record it. We can mail it off to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we record it digitally, but then we mail it yeah. regularly. Here you go, Joel and Ethan. Mail uh, it on a cassette tape. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Real to real. In the heat, through the heat in the sun <laughs> all across the country. Um, okay, so uh, Mr. Cassidy Man. Yes, man. Mr. Cassidy uh, Man. Mr. Cassidy Man. What's <laughs> happening, baby? <laughs> he runs the crap game. <laughs> hey, you heard of Cassidy Man, right? Hey, that cat can swing. <laughs> um, Wolfman Jack. Is that Wolfman yeah. Jack? <laughs> You've listened to this potty, uh, podcast a bit. So, I have, uh, yes. So, you know, for the next hour-ish, we're going to be your personal trainers and blah, blah, blah. But we, uh, we like to start by hearing a little bit of your fitness journey or your background from, like... Uh, athletics growing up to like where you are currently and uh, go back as yeah. far as being a zygote. I mean, what was going on? Yeah, you, in, yeah. you can go. You want to go? Like my when I was in the best shape of my life was when I was two cells and I split into four cells. <laughs> I was so trim. Well, because you were growing. Yeah, you're getting thick. I was growing. Yeah, yeah. I was like incubating. Yeah, it was yeah really yeah. effective. You made the then. most gains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, comparatively, I mean, right, guys? You wouldn't believe it. It was astronomical. I doubled in size like every mm. hour for a mm. while. Unbelievable. You wouldn't believe it. Um, Math. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Quick math break. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I was kind of an indoor kid. Uh, I had a lot of indoor activities. So I, I, I was like kind of, I did little league and stuff as a, as a child, and I ran track in middle school, but then the athletics dried up. By the time I got to high school, it was all, you know, I was king of the music dorks that was my oh so my, you, you weren't like a video game kid you were you were music no, no i mean i mean i loved i mean i love video games too but um the thing that got um instead of kind of doing sports related to school all of my activities were music theater related arts got related, it right so i was uh an arts kid which and also at that time in my life, I was truly just eating whatever. And I've talked with my mom about this since then, that like, I shouldn't have been allowed. It's not her fault. I love my mom. But I shouldn't have been allowed to just go home from school and eat a full-size bag of Doritos by myself on a daily basis. Right. Uh, but I was, and I did, and I ate everything and fast food constantly. Sure. So I so were you just like banging down Doritos? Like, What were you listening to? Uh, it was more like I was Were watching you- real Ghostbusters on TV. <laughs> uh, Streaming on Netflix. I watch now. too much TV, too. And now I guess we, you know, we're. We're in entertainment, so yeah. we can all be chalked up to research, maybe. But, but uh, did your. Did your- Folks work. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So you were a latchkey, latchkey kid. Yep. Yeah. I would come home after school and for two hours after school, sure. it, was, it was dealer's choice. Just crush starches and watch TV. My yeah. God, yeah. And just, yeah, just nachos after nachos after nachos, which is still like my favorite weakness. Um, nachos after nachos? Nachos after nachos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to nachos after nachos <laughs> with Michael Cass. I hope you enjoyed the first nachos. <laughs> hey, everybody loves this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that cat can swing too. <laughs> All these cats can swing. So I got pretty big. I wasn't uh, ever kind of in 
like obesity land, but I was I was up to maybe two forty, two fifty by the time I got out of high school into college. Oh, okay. so you were uh, you were heavier in your youth because you're a thin yeah. guy now. Yes, I was. I was much. I was another probably. 70 pounds. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. Uh, it was, or 70 pounds more fat, I should say it like right, that. Right, I've right, done right, a little right. kind of body re adjusted your yeah. body composition. But, um, for, but for a time when you shouldn't have that weight, you know, that's... It was backwards. It yeah. was like when, uh, when a male is in the prime of his life, I was uh, uh, not doing great. And then slowly I've kind of, I feel like through multiple, you know, processes diet wise and fitness wise every few years i feel like i i'd knock off another five or ten pounds so right. over over time now i've gotten to a point where now i'm actually in a place where i can think about oh building muscle groups and kind of you can see what's going on but for a while i was just shaving the, the weight off. you were addressing purely fat loss yeah for a while yeah totally but that, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's an issue. We talk about it all the time. Like it's, it, it can take multiple starts and stops and it's all, you shouldn't look at any of those as a, as a failure because it's all, you learn about yourself, you learn about your body. And so yeah. it gets you to where you are now. Yeah. I, I, for me, uh, I don't know if this is universal or, or no, but a lot of the time I'll stick with something if it's not goal oriented. Like there are a couple of times where I've kind of tethered it to, like my wedding or a show or something, a right. date on the calendar where sure. I want to look great. Um, and that helps. But when it's not that and it's just kind of self-betterment and, oh, I found a new kind of technique or a new thing that I think might help me shave off a few pounds, the second that I see notable progress, I'm good. So, <laughs> oh, so oh, you stop. So you stop. once I'm like, oh, man, this is working, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like... Uh, that's good. Like I made a little, I made a little dent in it. I'm going to like, I'm going to go back to drinking alcohol. Okay. And, and so that's, I think what made it take so long for me to lose that weight. Cause right. I, I kind of didn't stick with, I would stick with things for, you know, six months to a year or something like that. That's still pretty good. I mean, that's pretty consistent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, um, I've been kind of exercising regularly. I think that whole time, but right. not, not pushing myself regularly. Got it. I, you know, I wonder if that's maybe a danger of, um, of involving aesthetics too much as kind of like your surface goal, because then as soon as you get the desired effect, you move on as opposed to like, this is my new lifestyle. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's that weird. It's like, I'm going to do this. I don't like it. Right. I don't like the association with it or anything. So as soon as I get the, you know, the success that I want from it, then I'm, I'm moving on because I don't want this to be me now. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you guys have expanded on this on previous pods that like the real kind of underlying goal is that you adopt long-term behaviors. Right. Yeah. So, and that's something that, um, I've been doing some intermittent fasting. Right. I know you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. And that's, kind of the new version of something where it's folding itself into life where even on a day where I'm like, it's my off day or what have you. Yeah. I'll still do it. So what, um, so, uh, I'm curious, when did you start and what got you, uh, and how long has it been? Um, I kind of, uh, I started, what was this? This is probably just about six months ago. Oh, okay. And I heard about it. Well, let me, let, let's tease that, but I want to hear really quick. So 240, when you left high school, mm-hmm. 
What All was right. like your first couple? Because we're we're back there right now. Let's do a few yeah, yeah, things yeah. back there, and then we'll get into the the fasting and where you are now. Good call. But two forty. So Fine. what? What Jeez. was? <laughs> I was Man. so excited. This but I guess we'll talk around. about things later. <laughs> <laughs> on air, huh? We'll get to it on air. No, 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 no. We will. No, no, no. We'll just. We'll just uh, text each other. No, people yeah. are going to want to hear it. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'll, I'm I'll, done. Well, I'll steal your phone and we'll, dictate the we'll text. Put all our phone. Te- oh, we'll put our texts on the website. Okay, okay. So yeah. Okay, 240. Okay, high school. 240. <laughs> Got it. Um, so, and I was I was shorter than two. I sprouted in college, so I was three inches shorter than and, and Got heavier. And heavier. Where, where did you grow up? Iowa. Iowa. Oh, um, oh yeah, Iowa and, with uh, Campbell and all. Yep, I went to college with Neil, and I met Paul Rust. And Paul we, Rust. Yeah, we got to be uh, buddies and performers together at Iowa, yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, I guess a few things happened there. That transition to college is tricky for everyone in its way, but I definitely, it was kind of like a version of what happened when I moved to L.A., but I moved to like a place where I wanted girls to think I looked cool. Sure. Uh, college. And, and uh, yeah. you, you, college in LA. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both just, of those made sense. Yeah. Um, and you didn't, I didn't realize that kind of until I arrived. And then I was like, oh, wait, I don't want to be this big. Right. Like, I want to act, be active about this. And it dawned on me, even at the time, I was like, this should be the time in my life where I'm like, in great shape. I can be in great shape right now and I'm doing myself a disservice almost like to not do it because right. later in life, I'm going to probably, you know, we're going to be 60 and you're not be able to battle with nature a yeah, little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. And you're talking about 18 years old at 18, this point. Yeah, you know, yes. like that's, I'm like, oh man, I can't be like this right now. That's when your mom got that first call. You're like, mom, fucking Doritos. <laughs> what were you thinking? Why did you get the big bagel bites with 20 of them in there? I just need the nine. It's not, her, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. Dixie Lee, you're off the hook. Um, but so I, and a big part of it too was I was um, still full on getting a trumpet degree at that time. Trumpet, the trumpet studio there paid, got me through school. So I a knew that degree? I wasn't go- <laughs> You got a degree in trumpet? Yeah. that's. I did not know that. <laughs> this is how much you graduated. Did you graduate College with a is it a bachelor in fine arts? You got a BFA. In this that? is a, a legit and very funny reaction to these facts about my life. Uh, I went there. Well, I don't want to be a bully. I do. I do. So when I left, yeah. quiet. <laughs> I'm get. I'm just so you listeners know. We love you. We these love guys you. are gonna kick my ass. <laughs> oh, no, most schools have the good sense just to call it a music degree. <laughs> well, that's kind of what happened. I got there, and I. It was very quickly obvious to me that I wasn't gonna be a professional trumpet player. But I kind of towed the line and stayed with the department. And what I did was I ended up getting a piano degree. I was, I was also a piano oh, okay. player. Okay. That's and right. that one's okay. That one's that, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah baby. Yeah. This guy got chops. You got, you got a master's in bugle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I didn't get a trumpet degree. I ended up, I still got a music degree. And then I also got a theater degree because I ended up doing, I was acting most of the time by the time I left school. So okay. that kind of transitioned and I left with arts degrees still, but not a trumpet degree. And you're right. It sounds funny, and that's why I didn't want one. It's cool. It's cool. So I, but I, that was I kind of have slowly, um, you know, I was in 
the marching band in high school. Got it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Weiger. Uh, then oh, in yeah. college, <laughs> I, I stayed in, in the marching band in college, which which may, I don't know. Was it a misstep or was it great? I don't know. I don't it's think a it was a misstep if you... We're getting a degree in trumpet, yeah, and staying in the marching yeah, it band. Seems well, like it's I was in like, line yeah, yeah let's do it. And one of the, and I only did it for uh, the base amount that I needed to. Uh, and then once I was out of it, I was like, oh, that's not my world. It's a, it's a heavy drinking culture. The college marching band, really, and it, because it's partnered with this, there's like a military component to this. It's, it, and what I'm getting at is, I lost a lot of weight, okay, doing marching. Right, because you're high stepping for an hour. It's drills. It's uh, it's, drills, it's yeah. like um, and it's ROTC drill type stuff. And right? I mean, I was I was out of shape to be sure, but some of these people were out of, of shape. These yeah. like people that were doing it, and you, I was like, man, this is crazy that they can even, you know, do this like these exercises. Anyway, so that helped a little bit. And then in college, I basically it was the most I could do to just get to get on a treadmill and just do cardio. That's kind of all that I could bring myself to do because I just I don't know going to a gym and sweating around people at that time. That was the biggest time where I was like I don't want to be in a sweaty room. I kind of would. Where did you go to co- Where did you go to college? University of Iowa. Right. So you're also City. dealing with um, college athletes. Possibly coming in and out of those gyms. Right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, well, the college athletes have their own thing. facility. Yeah. They yeah. have their own whole deal. So it was mostly just like students, but I mean, it's still like the dancers and the, sure. it, it's still plenty of people that but, were in better shape than me. If you're, if, if we're talking compare and despair, you're right. that part of it. Yeah. And it's workout culture, which you hadn't given over to yet. Right. So it's just like, what the fuck am I? I don't want to right. do this. Right. And kind of like, yeah, I just kind of was something that I wasn't exposed to early on. Cause in high school I wasn't going before school to lift. And like my friends sometimes, you know, they, some of my friends were big into that and that was a, part of them their formative years more than mine so right. being introduced to it when i'm 20 was like i don't want to do i don't right. want to deal with this anxiety and that's still continued on to now where you you're not necessarily a big fan of group exercise and stuff like that it's right true. We, gym aversion which we will we'll discuss later too is something god that, everything i want to talk about is later <laughs> yeah we'll get it's, to it eugene okay. Jeez. no but Fine. it's good it's a tease no, no i get it it's, <laughs> a tease. it's not a tease it's like Eugene, talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but cool. So then you're in college. You're getting your trumpet degree at this point. You're in marching uh, over band. Over that, yeah. Over that. You're over this. You don't want to be working out in the gym. So you're just doing some cardio. Yeah. And I'll force myself to go to a gym to do treadmill in the wintertime because it's Iowa. Got it. And it's, you know, shitting and running outside is the worst. But in the summer, I tried to do it outside. That was always my zone was... Being able to exercise well, get good cardio in, and also pop your earbuds in and be by yourself and listen to, you know. Was, um, were iPods out? Were MP3 players out, or were you still doing a disc man? Great question. I'll tell you that I definitely remember that I had a mini disc player. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's... And I was big into the mini disc because it could fit so much. It was like the pre iPod, yeah. like stack. A thousand songs onto one thing, yeah. So you'd have a long mix. So I definitely had that, and it skipped less. You could like shake it around, right, right, and it didn't skip like a, a disc man, which is so crazy to think about running with a disc man. But I definitely it's crazy did that, that a cassette player was actually better than a disc man. Yeah, yeah. I would buy like I would get these disc man, and you disc men, 
Yeah. Discman. Yeah. <laughs> many, many men of discs. Yeah. But like you would always wait for one that came out that had like a better shock absorber. Shock absorption, yeah. you know, and then they like they looked ridiculous, you know. Big yellow like <laughs> clunkers. The disc right. men would be a good that would look good on a t shirt for like an extreme frisbee team. That would be cool. It would. That would look good. All uh, right. Free idea. At Up a certain grabs. point we talked about uh, ultimate frisbee on this podcast. And I was like, somebody weird came up with the rules for it. And it was, uh, I had to go back and research it. It was Joel Silver, the pr- movie producer, oh, Joel really? Silver. Yeah. He, he came, up, came with- up with the rules for Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a Way weird. To go. <laughs> That's so hey, strange. Yeah. This, you guys would know him from direct or for producing like Commando and Predator and the, the, the Matrix movies. Or a lot of stuff. you might know him as the, uh, ultimate frisbee uh, rule maker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, one or the other. So anyway, I meant to like tweet about that or something. I can't even remember which one we did it, but anyway, sorry, so go funny. ahead. Uh, yeah. So you enjoyed being outside that had kind of, you've experienced you, or you at least started a love for training outside. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would say my diet suffered all the way through college Okay, until we got, until I got to Los Angeles. <laughs> that was like the first time I realized the thing that we all know is true that like you can exercise 20 hours a day, but it's really coming down to the fuel. Right. Like, yeah. You can't outrun a bad diet. Yeah. You can't outrun a bad diet, which yeah. sucks. Uh, so that, that sucks. It does. It <laughs> but does. Over, <laughs> over that four years of college, your diet was bad, but you were doing some cardio. Did you trim off and you grew three inches or so? Yeah. I got taller. So did you lose any of that 70 pounds? Was there a little yes, bit? For oh, sure. So how much of that? That's a great question. I don't know what my weight was leaving college, but it was definitely down closer to 200 pounds. Okay. So, so maybe like 20 pound, 20-ish pounds. More than now? Uh, no, I mean, it, over oh, what college. I lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I would say I lost 20, 25. Let's and then, do that. And That's then, great. Great. So then now we're into your LA days, which so you, you moved. You came right from Iowa to LA? Mm-hmm. Yep. I went traveling uh, for like six months. I went to Europe and blew every penny I had. Sure. Uh, which <laughs> is the logical thing you do before you move to a huge city. You yeah. want to move penniless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I moved. You're I came be, right you here. Needed, yeah. You needed to come here as a starving artist. That's yeah. right. So. I, it was about the struggle back yeah, then. Yeah, um, so I, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely... Um, then when I came here, I didn't... Uh, arri- I arrived late to alcohol, or I guess right on time. I was still less, I was still younger than 21, but I didn't really drink until I got to college. So I right. was 20 years old by the time I started drinking. And then I made up for some lost time there. <laughs> sure. Uh, and in the early LA days too, like it was, that was, I think, a, uh, the, the largest contributor to me not, you know, maybe putting a little of the way back on. Right. And definitely, even if I didn't put it back on, I was not losing it because we were drinking. Drinking, and then that affects a bad diet and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, and did. then you're eating tater tots. All, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole deal. Um, but I was running outside a lot. Even though I didn't want to join a gym, I just, like, I was still very averse to that, which I got over ultimately. But um, running outside in L.A., was that was really good for me. That was really good kind of emotionally too that's just it was kind of nice to just take a half hour absolutely check out of the anxiety of like kind of getting used to living in a big city and getting used to the entertainment industry and all the kind of learning the growing pains right yeah so so that kind of running outside was keeping me going and i ultimately did um uh 
I did join a gym kind of to have more access to more equipment because my knee, you know, you run a bunch and then my knee just started kind of, uh, it wouldn't let me run the distance that I felt was effective. So if I could only, I was getting up to running like five or six miles in a, at a pop and then my, That's knee, a lot. my knee kind of would get to a place where like, oh, I can, after a mile, it's like starting, I, yeah, I'm damaging was, something and I don't want to keep going. And it. then if I'm only going to run a mile, I just don't do it. So okay. it was my kind of backwards mentality at the time. That's tricky. Yeah, that's where you uh, where you just you lose what was working for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You so we're like the older I get, like there's it happens a lot. It's like, well, that's done for me now. So yeah. let's find something. You get discouraged new. by yeah. yeah yeah by reality of life by reality of life. Yeah, that, I mean, I and still I we trained for a 10k last year. We were which we didn't run. I just trained and then. I had to work and we couldn't end up running it, which was truth be told the biggest relief in the world. Sure. But I still, oh, shit. you do like a lot of like, I'm so fucking pissed about that. I can't believe this ruined my big dream. <laughs> I got the t-shirt though. I still get emails from the marathon saying like your picture, your finish line pictures are waiting for you. And I was like, like I didn't go. Yeah. It's going to be a picture of another lady. That'd be um, awesome if it was somehow you still. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Somebody just wore your face. Yeah. I should have had Hanford. Mike Ham- we were running it with Mike Hanford and Chris Van Arsdalen, and my wife and I were going to go. Uh, yeah. I should have just had Hanford quick, like, pull on a Cassidy face oh, God. when he crossed. I would have had a great pull time, too. Pull on a Cassidy face <laughs> when you're yeah, crossing cross the, the finish, finish line. <laughs> trumpet BFA. Uh, trumpet. Trumpet BFA, that's how that <laughs> that's how that little lick became possible. <laughs> University of Iowa. What's Shout it? out to David Greenhome, my trumpet professor. Great guy. Cool um, cool cat. I would I would really? say genuinely he's a cool cat. Dr. Trumpet himself. Dr. Uh, Trumpet. <laughs> he, he's a doc he has a doctorate. Yeah. That's Trump. a lot. He's Dr. the only guy. They're Trumpet. like, you want this? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, all right, I guess we could, you know, if you put well, enough hours well, in. Because for them, it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to be playing trumpet 24-7 anyway. Let me be well, a doctor. Let's monetize this. Yeah. I get it. Uh, he couldn't come on this podcast because he is a doctor. Right? I mean, you guys would kick this guy's ass. <laughs> no, you'd love him. Uh, what's the deal with the trumpet? You just drop the spit right on the ground, right? Uh, there's a valve. Yeah, exactly. And you I mean, pull just, it out and you just kind of whip it around, right? Uh, well, cause you just, you blow through the trumpet to get the spit out at the end. And then, I mean, it, there's, uh, I mean, for I see- you Mr. Holland's Opus fans, you know, you can lean over and put it on your neighbor's shoe. There's oh, a bunch right. of pranks preloaded with the trumpet. Got it. Trumpet is, I I still play with bands sometimes, uh, and Don't Stop or Will Die. And there's places where I find an opportunity to play trumpet for three minutes a year. Uh, but it's an annoying it's it's like the kind of person that chooses the trumpet is like the alpha of the Ooh. music it's like the loudest highest register got it has the melody all the time it's like uh, yeah it's yeah. a power play or not is it i don't know it is <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> Don't yeah. believe me, just watch. <laughs> <laughs> I do love horns yeah. in music, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the trumpet. I like it. I do too. Yeah. Um, BFA in it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But go for the piano degree. Yeah, go for the piano degree. So, P- piano. Now we're out in LA. Now you're doing some running. Now you joined just like a Gold's Gym-ish type f- thing? Yep. When we first, I joined um, Bodybuilders over in ah, Los Feliz. Los, Los Feliz. Neil Campbell and I joined uh, with the Couples Discount. 
Got uh, it. When we lived together, we were Cute. like, is there a couple's discount? And as a joke, we were like, well, we're a couple. And also, we are broke. But, so, yeah. Um, that, it's a good don't bit. tell It's a them. good bit. That was the only thing that allowed you to work out. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious, man. Yeah. 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 But uh, then, yeah, I joined a 24 hour fitness. Got it. And that kind of kept me going because there was enough of them around that I could, like, you could squeeze it into the schedule a little easier. Right. Um, but still, I, do you of, still have those memberships now? Nope, nope. Back so, to nothing. Um, so you're so you're just kind of feeling your way through the weight room, and you're doing the you know you just did you work with the trainer? Or did you just do kind of the basics? Or I worked with the only trainer that I ever worked with there at that like when you joined Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Part of their little package was like here's five five sessions, sessions whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I did that, and that was good. Like that was good to like they kind of got my upper body moving because before it was just running. And I mean, it was just like, I had just a melty upper body, just Mel- sa- saggy, wow. saggy, you know, there was no muscle tone yeah. built in there from my youth or anything. Got it. So that's all. So been- you're a halfway wicked witch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Melting from the top yeah, down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so that helped get like upper body kind of on, the ske- the workout schedule instead of just cardio, which was at that point on autopilot for me, and probably in terms of you know I don't know is muscle confusion real uh, in terms of that yeah. it was it yeah. was on autopilot fully and probably not doing me any good anymore. But so now you're you're starting to change your body composition a little bit because you're adding in some uh, strength conditioning, right? And that was that was probably even that was probably even seven or eight years ago now, but. The thing I think that helped me stick with muscle gain was kettles. Because then I was, I just, I don't know, I, I, I learned about all of this kind of late in life. And I say, like, have you heard of kettlebells? And everyone would be like, yeah, we've heard of kettlebells. We've been doing this for 20 years. But I, and they were all Russian dudes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We've heard of kettlebells. Yeah. Uh, but kettlebells. Just at the baths. <laughs> Cassidy's just hanging out at the baths. But the the uh, this boy never heard of kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> this American boy, uh, he never heard of kettlebell. The, uh, but kettlebells was good too. Also in transitioning me to like a full working out at home all the time. Yeah. Oh great. Kettles, I can get my own at home, and I felt for the first time that I was able to work out at home. And at the end, I was spent. I was working out. I felt progress finally yeah and so kettles has been good to this day it's, yeah till literally yeah, today not a lot of equipment and you can get a full body workout absolutely in, no questions asked um, and like you know you're you're engaging everything engaging everything yeah uh with all of the movements yeah yeah he's never heard of kettlebell <laughs> little baby man he's not heard of kettlebell my neighbors are russian and uh, they're great. Like I, they're, they live right across the street, and they're really funny. They got two of the best kids in the world. Like their kids are like the nicest, best, smartest kids ever. And so I was talking to the dad, and uh, we, you know, I don't know, we we're just like bullshitting about the neighborhood stuff. Oh, you see this guy? He never cut his grass. Why he never cut? <laughs> and so we're just having some neighborhood discussion, and the kid comes up. His name is Igor. Love and so it. I, I oh call boy. him perfect. I call him Iggy, and he's like, uh, the, "My name Igor. Don't call me that." <laughs> I'm like, eh, "You're probably gonna want to change that to Iggy later, but uh, who knows?" So he comes up, and uh, he was like, "Dad, uh, can we have hamburger for dinner tonight?" <laughs> and his dad's like, "Yeah, sure, Igor. It's fine. It's fine." He's like, "Oh, good. I checked 
refrigerate. We have three meat circle left. And then like <laughs> ran off. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, yeah, yeah. an uncooked hamburger patty is a meat circle, I guess. You know? <laughs> I mean, that is what a meat circle yeah. should be. Um, we have three meat circle left. <laughs> <laughs> meat circle is just like evokes such a human centipede thing for me. Like, <laughs> that, like that he would describe a hamburger as disgusting. But it is a meat circle. It what is, are you, yeah. you going to call it? I don't know. Yeah, I check. We're fine for that. I mean, let's be honest. It doesn't really make sense to call it a hamburger. No. Meat circle makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hamburger? What the hell is that? Some dude named Hamburger? I think it's from Germany, from Hamburg. Uh, yeah. Okay, That'll fine. do it. <laughs> All right. Let's get to, we'll get to Hamburger later. Yeah, let's put, tease that. Put a pin in that. We'll tease that. <laughs> let's tease a Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, it's just Eugene of the Dumbbells here, just taking a quick second of your time to talk to you about making your next move with Squarespace. Yeah, Cassidy talks about switching from trumpet to piano, so maybe you're switching career ideas or switching website ideas, so why not do it with Squarespace? They have beautiful, award-winning design templates. It's an all-in-one platform. Their customer service, award-winning and 24-7, they have unique domains, and they're flexible for all kinds of websites. So even if you're not staying in the music family, like trumpet to piano, and maybe you're becoming a break dancer after you were a lawyer for a while, or you want to, um, you know, filter water after you were a, a mud guy for a hot second. Anyway... Squarespace uh, does a bunch of creatives, uh, uh, businesses, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. So that's a great place for you to design and have your own website. Plus, with the domains, you can come up with whatever domain you want, and they probably have it. Unless, uh, like, Facebook.com is your idea. Uh, You might have to change it. But uh, maybe not the idea, but at least the website. Anyways... If you have any other questions, you ask Squarespace themselves with that 24-7 customer service. Uh, If you want to uh, start, all you have to do is start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code DUMBELLS. That's D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S. And you'll get 10% off your first purchase. So why not do it now? Why not make your next move with Squarespace? All right. Now back to the Cassidy talk. So kettlebells, we're talking about kettlebells. Um, you're you're working with them at home. So does that kind of bring you to now? I mean, is that you're doing? What are you doing for cardio now? Did you ever find a workaround with your knee, or is it just? Uh, well, a couple of th- uh, not really. Um, the running has become like a once in a while thing, and I'm fine. Like okay. if I just like sometimes it is just still nice to be. I feel like just taking a jog and I can go and do that without, you know, hurting myself. It's when I was doing it like three, four times a week, right? Five times a week sometimes. And I, you know, that's when I was really feeling it. And if I had kept doing that, I feel like I would have had a for real knee problem at this point. Uh, so that's kind of a once in a while thing. And the kettlebells kind of keeps me going. And lately I kind of went on this, this push this year of like, you know, it's a cycle thing. Every two years or so, I enter this phase of like, okay, I'm going to try a new thing or I find a new thing organically and maybe that's the, that's what starts it because um, I, then I kind of go hard at health and fitness 
for a while because I know that I can push myself very hard for a while. Okay. And I know that I can get, you know, maybe six good months out of it, maybe more, maybe more, but I try to just push it as hard as I can for that amount of time because I know that I'll show up and I'll really, really Go do for it, it. Yeah. to the to the limit. So it's, like a, it's like a rental car. Yeah. It's just like we're going to find... I'm driving yeah. into the ground. Right, yeah. I'm redlining yeah. everything. I'm going to... And then give it back. And give it back. Uh, but like I remember... Before the intermittent fasting thing, which was this year, uh, you know, four or five years ago, maybe I read that Tim Ferriss book. The oh yeah, Four, four Hour, Hour Body. Body. Great, mm-hmm. and that uh, that, uh, that a bunch of there was a bunch of really useful, interesting stuff in there, and I tried to kind of do as much of it as I could. I mean, I'm not sitting in an ice bath for ten minutes, no matter what. Uh, I can't do a lot of the stuff in there, but that's uh, what's it called? The slow carb diet. Yeah, is yeah. that what they he calls it? That you know, it's basically just eliminate bread, eliminate pasta, eliminate you know potatoes, and then eat to your heart's content as long as it's kind of good stuff. I got a lot of mileage out of that and lost a bunch of weight on slow carb. And then, like I said, I like saw a difference, and I was like, "Great, got it, done. <laughs> I'm out. Yep, yeah." Out, tag it out, and yeah. then back to nor, and then back to your usual eating. Yeah, right. And then a big part of nachos that, after nachos, nachos after nachos, we got nachos on nachos. <laughs> but the that a big big uh, element of that one is the cheat day. That's Tim, Tim Ferriss's big right. thing is the cheat day, which is right. which is something that I've kind of like half folded into the intermittent fast a little bit. Uh, I found that that was actually. Bad that that the cheat day for me was like when you set it up in your mind as the day where you like all hell breaks loose. You know, you guys have talked about this too that it's like just treated like a cheat meal, not like a twenty four hour period where you have to eat twenty apple fritters just because you can. Yeah, right. No, you're in good company with that because I, I would I would guess that we have the same philosophy as you on it. Yeah, it it, it can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Because like I mean, an apple fritter. I mentioned it like. I never eat apple fritters. I never, if someone asks you what you want or you're at a bakery, I would never get that. And when I did the slow carb diet, I craved apple, apple fritters. fritters. Yeah. I mean, I and think. And like fried, I mean, whatever, a thousand things. Well, but that's, you, make, I'm, you know, you make like a list of stuff yeah. and you're like, yeah. you got to wake up and eat a Snickers. And I'm like, that's fucking gross, I mean, man. the thing is, is like ultimately what is taught in that slow carb diet and, and, and cheat days and all that stuff is ultimately great if your relationship with food is okay. Yes. And the thing that Nailed happens it. with your relationship with food that can happen with you when you have a cheat day is the six days that you're not cheating, you're only looking forward to your cheat day. So then everything that you're eating that's healthy and good during that week is shitty in your mind. You're yeah. going like, oh, God. Kale and grilled chicken. Oh, God, this is the worst. I can't wait until I have that apple fritter that I've never wanted before (laughs) until this diet, quote unquote diet. So then all of a sudden, the only time you want to eat is one day a week and you wake up early so that you can eat as much as you can that day. And you're really just your relationship with food is actually worse because then when you take away that diet and you start seeing results, then you start inching that cheat day into your other days. And then you feel like those foods aren't that bad for you because you're not eating them that often, but you are eating them more often. Yeah, right. Um, I, yeah, if you, if you have impulse 
controls or you, you have overeating tendencies, yeah, it, what it does is it it ritualizes and fetishizes bad food. So then it becomes like this whole thing where like you like Eugene was saying, like you you're building your day, like your whole week is like leading up to that. And so what usually like people find if they have maybe a slightly different approach is that like, Oh, there's stuff I can eat. That's actually pretty good. Like if you, if you look at like that slow carb diet or like a paleo template or something, you're like, Oh, you know, having that big ass salad with like steak on it or chicken, if you are eating meat, like it's actually like, Oh, this is not horrible. Yeah. Versus like, you know, building everything towards seven apple fritters, you know, Yeah. you know, and then, and then it's only ever a temporary thing. It's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not committing to this for a lifestyle. Like it's just, it's just temporary. And what I really want to eat is this stuff. I mean, even if you're not saying that consciously, it's happening in the subconscious. So as opposed to, right. You're at a great donut shop. What's the most popular thing? You try it, you have it, and you just fucking move on instead right. of having it be like your your church day or something. Yeah, you're you're in Seattle, Washington. You hear you hear about this bakery that's the, the best. The voodoo donuts. The voodoo donuts. Voodoo donuts. Right, right, right. You can it's like if that's not on your cheat day, you can't eat it? No, you fucking eat it because how often are you at voodoo donuts? No, so you go, you have a couple and then you just fucking move on and yeah. then it's not yep. you're not like a weird You're not a weirdy. Weirdy. Well, that's don't the be weird, a weirdy. Don't be a weirdy. Yeah. Mm. You know, you can be weird at times, but don't be a weirdy. Yes. That yeah. means you're being you, weird. You, being weird is being done to you is being yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't get done on to. <laughs> weird uh, weird wise. Weird yeah. wise. But that, I I uh, that rings true for me. I think you said that well. That if your relationship with food is is okay, you can kind of try these, th- and I feel like that applies to intermittent fasting too. Absolutely, on the, on the opposite end of that spectrum. There's because uh, now that I'm doing that, it's it's very good. I've kind of and I can uh, we move into that uh, things? Uh, let's let me check. We cannot. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> wow, that was great. <laughs> you really thought you were going to say we could? I did too, and, and I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> okay, well, if we can't talk about it now, I don't want to. I don't even want to yeah. get to it. Um, I want to say what Eugene said about uh, cheat days uh, again in different words. <laughs> Basically, I'm just going to agree with it and say it in different words. Uh, no, let's get fasting. Let's get into it. Intermittent fasting. <laughs> um, God, man. Well, so this Shit year I, I was like, I heard about intermittent fasting. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's something that I haven't really done before and kind of like touches on elements of the slow carb that I, li- yeah. I liked the idea of reserving one day for a certain thing. And it is easy. How do I, what am I trying to say here? It's easiest for me to like. I feel like I feel like Selman or somebody said this on here that like it's the diet wise um it's so much easier for me to just completely eliminate a category of food and not think about it it's Yeah, I think Selman I think that's a Selman thing. Yeah. yeah. And and that was a great part of the slow carb thing. Just no didn't even have to think about it for a second. Sure. Do you want rice? No. Do you want bread on your do you want a sandwich? No. It just was and there's plenty of good stuff to eat still that isn't that stuff. Absolutely. And intermittent fasting is kind of like you know, the part of the sell on it for me was like, oh, I'm halfway to this just being alive and being a person. Like, you already fast every day. Everybody yes. does. So yep. it's really about kind of cushioning that fast, mm-hmm. setting yourself up to do it safely, and, like, you know, you don't want to be crazy. But I generally don't get hungry in the morning 
anyway. Right. Uh, it's just the, like my my like appetite doesn't is slow to, to wake and always has been. So I was like, okay, great. This is I have a built in 10, 12 hours. Right. I so, just got to make it four more hours and we're we're set. Or okay. Whatever. So there's um uh if. If you are a listener, a loyal listener to the show, that you know that we've talked about intermittent fasting somewhat. And there's various um, uh, places where you can uh, learn about it research-wise and various styles of intermittent fasting. Uh, the main one that most people uh, focus in on is one that is uh, kind of used by uh, leangains.com or uh, is a 16-hour window. Uh, or 16-hour fast, 8-hour window. Right. Uh, that one is the one that's used mostly because that's you can do that daily. There's also a one day a week where you go 24 hours mm-hmm. and just uh, fast one day a week, um, a full 24 hours. Uh, there's the warrior diet where you fast for 20 hours a day and you only have a four-hour window. Um, and then uh, I think there's uh, a couple more, but uh, those are the main ones that people stick to. Yeah. And the lean gains are the, uh, the uh, 16 hour fast uh, for men, uh, eight hour window or 15 hour fast um, and nine hour window for women is uh, what is used uh, mostly and mainly. Is that what you're uh, using? Yeah. I feel like I tried them all on. Yeah. Um, and the 24 hour one, that's enough of a push. Like going 24 hours is something that it, it, in the right week where if I'm like super busy and like my mind is diverted from it, I'm just kind of running around all day and I don't really think about food. Yeah. I can get through it, but that's a big ask, 24 hours without food. You get to 20 hours and you want to eat something. 16 hours is something that I feel like I've um, I've successfully gotten that to a place of routine and that is that's not a big deal for me anymore um and i still if i can go 24 hours here here's here's how this usually works for me i'll get to 16 hours and almost always once i'm i'm in it right now so uh once i get into that kind of the mindset the the, the fast zone yeah um where you're fast zone because that's the the logic of it right after 12 hours you your body goes into a um whatever, a fight or flight kind of thing where it starts like, oh, we might never eat again. Let's start burning up some of our reserves, right? Is that yep. the Adipose idea? tissue, yeah. Adipose like tissue. ketogenic yes. state. Yep. Um, and once I get to, sometimes I like I get to 16 hours and then I'm like, well, it doesn't, once I get to this place, it doesn't get any more comfortable and sometimes I don't even think about it. If I'm just drinking water, then I'll just go 18 or 20 if it doesn't cramp my style. Right. If it does, I'll eat. And if also before 16 hours... You know, I feel like a big part of this, for me personally, I don't know if this would work for everyone, but you got to kind of just be very lenient on the release factor. Absolutely. You got to be like, if you have a meeting or whatever, something important's going on and you need to have your egg game, like, you know what, have an egg or whatever. Like, just eat or drink. You know, I I do drink coffee during the fasting part, uh, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that the, the most sensible approach to it is to make it a guideline, uh, you know, so it's as schedule and circumstance permit. Absolutely. You know? So you can't be too dogmatic about it or, you know, let it affect your personal life right. or your work schedule or any of that stuff. Yeah, so totally. I think if you can, if it's base, it's, a, it's, a, hey, work through it, buddy. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, I mean, I'm just saying that we saved this conversation 
till later in the episode <laughs> so that we can ready. get through it and yeah. you're having a hard time. So I'm, like, I'm yeah. just saying, like, maybe we should just tackle things when they come up. Um, Anyways, we'll talk about this later. Fair afterwards. enough. I knew that I was going to have a challenge with it, so I you know, put it off till the end because I was trying to gear up. Set yourself um, up for success. Yeah, I think that... Uh, you go ahead, Eugene. Nah, buddy. I hear you. Um, there, if you open it up so that it's a lifestyle change and you're focused on it um, and you're letting your life still dictate your life rather yeah. than your diet dictate your life or exercise dictate your life, uh, then you'll, you'll stick to it for longer and it'll become something that, beco- that is your routine. Now, uh, I've been doing intermittent fasting for a long time. I love it. I pretty much stay in it. Um, and my usual window is anywhere between noon and eight. Like that's when I usually eat. But Sometimes if we're recording this or something during the day, my first meal might not be until 2. Does that mean that I go until 10? Probably not. I'll probably still eat my my dinner when I usually have dinner. Um, does that mean sometimes I'll eat at 11 a.m. Uh, because I have a meeting? Sure. And then my dinner that night is at 10 p.m. because I got busy during the day? Sure. But then the next day, you know, maybe I'll keep that in mind uh, that I had a 10 p.m. Uh, dinner and then just eat a little bit later in the day that next day. Uh, same. Same. Yeah. What, what do you guys think is the most challenging part if somebody hasn't tried this yet? Um, I think the most challenging part is uh, getting it into your routine, yeah. I think is what it is. For uh, sure. And realizing that nobody's asking you to go to breakfast every day. I think it's one of those things where people, just like everything and how you handle life, is you're more worried about the what-ifs rather than what is happening. Yeah. And so people go like, oh, I can't start now because what happens if I have a business, a, a, a morning meeting? Or what happens if they, it's you know, so-and-so's birthday uh, and, and we all want to go to brunch on, you know, and brunch is at 10 a.m. And it's like yeah. none of that stuff happens for at least a couple of weeks. And your advice is... Go to brunch. Go to brunch. And do start the next day. Yeah. Or go to brunch and just keep to it. Like, yeah. just go this month, the month Got, of gotcha. May, I am doing intermittent fasting. And you do it as much of that month as focused as you can for the month. Yeah. I, and, yeah, being flexible with yourself is, yes. like, the key to perseverance, right? That, right. That, I don't know. I, I feel like part of the health, the diet, um, thing that I'm able to latch onto and stick with is kind of the constant negotiation with yourself. Yeah. And for the intermittent, what I've noticed with the fasting is that I, more than I'm like, I have to do 16 hours today or, or I'm rigid about it. It's kind of like a weekly total of fasting hours. So oh, like, oh, that's cool. after you fast for 12 hours, you start the clock and your goal is to get four of those hours a day. But if I got eight yesterday, or I got 10 yesterday, then I can go to brunch or whatever. Right, right. And you right. kind of, you know what's happening. Yes. And even if it comes up last minute, like, hey, I want to go get a burger with my pal. Go do it. And yeah. then you can deal with it later because it's not a 24-hour period of binge right. eating and drinking exactly. that you've unleashed on yourself. That's exact. I mean, it, it's all moderation. I mean, that's the old tale that everybody, like everything in moderation. But it's true. It's, it's even this kind of fasting is that way. My, the most challenging thing for me with it um, is, uh, is if, I, if I'm doing it, if I'm on a roll with it, is, uh, is, and I feel like you get a lot of benefit to closing off your food after eight. Like I think yeah. 
there, like aside, we've talked a little bit about it aside, what it does for like your microbiome and gut rest and all that. Like it's really healthy for you to like, to eat during your wakeful hours and like follow like a circadian rhythm with your eating schedule. So cutting it off after eight is like really, it's not really hard, but it's been the most challenging thing yeah. for me. Cause like all, and like I'm, I have this routine of like eating and watching TV or something. Mm-hmm. And so I like, uh, I'll still like get, you know, like buzzed by that, you know, like I still want to yeah. do that. And it's like, you know, you do all the weird stuff. Like I'll just brew some tea or something, do like a little tea, you <laughs> yeah. know, just, yeah. Sip water, you know, it's just like, it's, it's tough to do, but I find that sometimes like, I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. Like I'll just go to bed. Yeah. So I don't it's, feel I mean, hungry. It, but it is hard. And, uh, you know, the, the hardest thing for me too is surprisingly the social thing of it. But I mean, if you listen to the Trisha ep- episode, she's, blatantly honest about it. She hates that I don't eat breakfast with her. Yeah, because um, yeah, breakfast is a tricky one for and you, right? She, yeah, yes, and yeah. she... But, but I get it. Yes. And she's... And she constantly is like, I wish you ate breakfast. But I'm like, I don't mind making just you breakfast. And that's, like, the part of it for her, too, is, like, this guilt that I'm making her food even though I'm not eating. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. You've just... You, you've had to breastfeed twice already this morning. I understand that you're starving. <laughs> I don't have to do that. Even if I work out in the morning, it's different on my body than what's what you're doing with your body. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it's fine. And it's just kind of that social aspect to it. And then every once in a while, you know, when she's just like, let's go to brunch. I wish we could go to brunch. I go, we can. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, there and you it, go. You know, because it's once in a while, you can do it anytime you right. want. Exactly. As long as it doesn't become like every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That the mimosa deal is Yeah. Uh, but you saying that too, like... Uh, we have a baby in the house and there's um, like that's been huge about kettlebells too to double back for one second that's something that like I can be watching our daughter uh, but I can still be active in a kettlebell routine and then if I need to stop and go over and tend to like making sure she has food or whatever but I can be in the same room as her doing that yeah I don't have to like get a sitter and leave to go to the gym to take care of that. So that's been another good thing about kettles. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, that's flashback. That, that's cool because uh I was actually I was listening to uh John Gabrus's podcast, High and Mighty. He had his wife on, it's super funny. She's asking him a bunch of questions. Or they he like he had his listeners ask her a bunch of questions about him, but I guess and Gabrus has been doing good. Like he's dropping a bunch yeah. of weight, with the exception of the Doughboys uh <laughs> McNugget Power Hour. Sixty one yeah, yeah. nuggets. Sixty one nuggets. Uh, he earned that though. He bro. did. Yeah, he's been doing good. But he like he plays some <laughs> video game. I don't know what it is, but like when he dies or gets a kill str- a kill screen or something like that, or like a loading screen, he has a minute before his game starts. He has dumbbells and he'll do like he'll yeah. pump some weights Very in good. between. But if you have a kettlebell, like oh, you're yeah. playing those video games, just give yourself sixty swings while you're waiting to do yeah whatever that game is, El yeah. Diablo or whatever. Sometimes game when he's uh, when Quincy's taking a nap, I'll bring the monitor in here and and just open the garage and do like a 15 minute fucking burner. Yeah. It's great. I mean, he'd be asleep for an hour, but who knows? So I try to like bang one out, uh, like 15 minutes, kettlebells, some squats. Yeah. If you have limited time, like squats and lunges, like you could do them in the house, just, just standing body weight squats while the kids, you know, like swinging in the swing or whatever it is. I mean, with a newborn too, we're, when we have a newborn again this summer, like kind of, on the exercise ball and like movement with the baby. Yeah. You know, like you can get a workout. That baby can be the workout. Baby can be a workout. I mean, that's a good, you can, you can kind of like implement 13 emotions. pounds. 
Yeah, like if and you're whatnot. doing, if you're kind of squatting up and down holding the baby, you know, you can you can kind of mesh things together. I have um, hurting for. There's been times where um, I'll take uh, the dog for a walk, and I'll have Quincy kind of like in one of those riding on a saddle. Oh, baby Bjorn, baby thing. Bjorn things uh-huh. against my body, and have done walking lunges. Oh, there so you go. I, I must look insane just <laughs> walking lunges. Down the street, you know, because I'm like, homeboy's like 15 pounds now, so it's a nice little 15-pound vest on. I've I've toyed with it, but I just don't want Trish to come home seeing me do pull-ups <laughs> with him strapped to me. But I feel like I've I've raised my arms over my head and seen how he'd hold up. I've even put I've even walked in this garage and put my arms on the bar just to see, and then did like a half pull just to see if he'd love he it. But I'm just afraid that like when I go to below my chin, it it's too close to the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. Well, their pull up bars. So uh, that might be a little like, tight. We yeah. used to swing around in trees with our babies and stuff. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Come I on. might do rings. Come on, man. Now that I'm looking at these rings, I might do rings. Yeah. That them. eliminates the bar. Thing. That yeah. eliminates the bar. Yeah. That'll be safe. Swing some from some rings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, come on. We got uh, the tangs are doing it all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> the tangs. Uh, yeah. The court gesture of the jungle. Oh, guys. You know how they always say. Yeah. <laughs> that sound is our motivational marker. Yep. Five, Five star, star motivational, motivational marker. marker. Guys, cool, cool, cool. We harmonized. Them. We're harmonizing. This is the very musical episode with Cassidy. Uh, with you, Are you two. Sure you guys didn't get BFAs in trumpet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounded pretty good. Well, uh, we did get a BFA in. Um, I don't know. Attitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to go for it, but I didn't. Uh, and bailing on bits. <laughs> <laughs> I did get it. I, uh, believe me. <laughs> I've gotten a master's. Me too. Um, <laughs> but uh, that five-star motivational marker uh, is for everybody who has left us five stars, rate and reviewed us on iTunes. Uh, we like to give you a personal shout-out. Each of us will individually shout-out one of you individually uh, to... To give you some um, motivation, a gentle nudge. A gentle nudge to potentially start exercising. Guys, because we've we... been an hour in almost. 55 Woo. mins. 55 mins, one hour ins. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't started Let working out. Begins. <laughs> begins. Begins. Yeah. Fucking House of Pain style. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> we have three uh, people who have given us five-star reviews that we like to shout out. And uh, give you some motivation. So, Stang, you want to start with that first one there? Can you read it? Hold, hold on. Uh, okay. Got it? His me, Brian Levy. Guess what? He's us, the dumbbells, and Michael Cassidy. Don't leave me without finishing your workout Nice. Cassidy, pick one you of those. What you like? Maisie? Yeah. Maisie, baby? Okay. Yeah, buddy. Save it. Yep. Saving it. Maisie, baby, hit that shit. <laughs> yes. Good. Is that how you do it? Oh, no, that, that is exactly. Good. That's that's the right way to do that it. That was the right way to do it. <laughs> um, Carpenter Kevin, get out of it, Jesus. <laughs> You'll be dead at 33. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. Uh, he uh, comes back. He comes back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that is a spoiler. That's a Jesus spoiler. Uh, yeah, if you guys uh, <laughs> have spoilers. read the, the Bible, step out of the room. Because uh, we're not going to. If you're halfway through the Bible, yeah. 
Do not listen to the last gonna, couple of minutes. We're going to release some hot plot points from the Book of Ruth. <laughs> uh, dudes, you don't have to exercise while you're listening. It's great if you do. If you are exercising, uh, send us a pic or it didn't happen. Guys, we're a week. We're within uh, two weeks. So we're in the second week of the um, 31 for, for fun. fun. The May Challenge. The you May sh- Challenge. You should be doing two sets at this point. Yeah. Uh, oh, and take a two-minute rest between sets. Two-minute sets between uh, rests. Uh, two-minute sets between rests. Two-minute fasting, baby. Two-minute rests between sets and you're doing two sets of 31 of each of those exercises. Yeah, people have been sending pics and vids. They're awesome. Keep yeah. up the good work, guys. Uh, and, you know, our buddy uh, Nick Weiger gave a shit about the name. Uh, no, we're sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, we love that name, dude. And, Wait, what's, uh, the, what's the 31, 31 for fun? Well, he, so the what's joke. What's wrong with that? So we, he joked that because we hemmed and hawed, we did a, his words, we did a, uh, a mini-sode. We didn't want to call it mini-sode. We, we did a lake uh, half a sode. I didn't hear the mini-sode. Yes. We did a lake half a sode. So we called it a lake <laughs> half a sode. He's like, you guys hemmed and hawed over calling it a mini-sode, but you settled so easily on 31 for fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. Uh, yeah. But, uh. Burger Boy, if you have a better idea, Burger Boy, tweet at us. Let I'm us just know. saying yeah. that if if Weiger is doing the challenge in four weeks, I want him to do four rounds. Yeah. Four sets. Four rounds. Do you think you'll ever hear Igor run out of the house and yell, Daddy, Daddy, Meat Circle Boy is on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're Dobo fans. <laughs> oh, man, Meat Circle Boy. <laughs> yeah, Shout I'm out to a, Meat Circle Boy. I'm a proud member of the Meat Circle Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like the spoon nation. <laughs> <laughs> Why not use hands? <laughs> Uh, you guys, so yeah, Pixort didn't happen. We'll retweet it with the hashtag PickProof. Yeah. If you guys would like uh, to hear your iTunes handle read out loud and receive a custom piece of motivation from us and our guests, all you have to do is rate and review us five stars on iTunes. That's it. And we'll find you and shout you out. Um, so Cassidy, you're, you're sticking to some kettlebells. You're sticking to some intermittent fasting. So how do you feel right now? Like what's, uh, how long do you think that you're in this um, this, uh, this, certain... when does this cycle expire? Yeah. yeah. What's the cycle looking like for you? Well, now this, I've gotten enough out of this one that I think the long term, um, I think there'll be residual kind of hab, there'll be habitual kind of yeah. long term things here that there weren't before. And part of, I, I kind of did a full, Full court press where I, I I quit alcohol, I quit coffee, I I did we Ooh, there caffeine was, too. Yeah. Wow. I'm back on coffee now. Yeah. Um and then the part of the cheat day that I employed with with intermittent fasting was I I started I can drink on Saturday. Uh-huh. So I just drink one day a week instead of Satan's just day. like on Satan's day. That's yeah, right. Yeah. The um, Lord's Day is Sunday. Given to the devil on yeah. his day. Yeah. Um and then but I, th- uh, there was also, there's a Y by our house that I didn't know about that they just built like a few years ago. And I joined this Y and started um, going and kind of to be able to have access to a treadmill when I want it. They have like, I've been using, using the rowing machine. Love a rowing machine. Concept two I, rower? I do too. Concept two rower? I don't know. 
Probably. Probably. I don't, I don't, Shout out I don't to know. Concept 2. Make the best rowers. Need one in here in, yeah. the, in yeah. the weight room. Hey, if one showed up on a truck for free, we wouldn't complain. Not at we all. I would even, actually... We might even build a, a whole bunch of shows around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, but I've been loving the rowing machine, too. That's something, again, a new thing. I feel like every few years I try something new, and that was the thing this year. Yeah. Um, so that stuff, I think, will probably fall away. The eating habits, I do feel like... You know, the long lasting things that I already notice, even if I, if I, I'm like, um, I'm shooting for a few days. So, you know, I'm going to be eating those peanut M&Ms, man. I'm going to be drinking coffee all day and doing kind of like set lifestyle eating, which is the worst thing in the world. Um, Hey, quesadillas. (laughs) Come on. I will say there's constantly food being shoved at you. and, And I was talking with Hanford about this last week that. Like, there's this weird mentality, too, still, of, like, you know, like, we don't need the... Just because there's as much food as we want and it's free, quote-unquote free, that doesn't mean that you have to do it. You're absolutely right. Because it's so hard to wrap yourself around that idea when you're there and they wheel out the empanadas and you're like... I mean, we got to have a few empanadas. It, it came up with Selman. Some guy, recommend, uh, a listener recommended this book as to why there's something primal in us oh, that, yeah. that, uh, that, that triggers something in us. And I think we've talked about it before. It has to do with our food environment changing. Yes, absolutely. We're, we're programmed to get as much available food as possible for survival reasons. And then now we have an abundance of food and we ha- our evolution hasn't caught up. So we still, it still triggers something in us primal where it's just like, it is time to feed. You know what's crazy is the last couple of weeks when I've been shooting, um, or I, I, because I've been extra focused on my, on my fasting, um, on set, it's actually been a little bit easier because even if I have an early call time, like a 7 a.m. call time, you know, and then they come up to you and ask you, oh, you got to go straight to the chair or whatever. So do you want anything from, you know, breakfast before they wrap up i always am like i'm just a coffee guy in the morning if you tell enough people that they just know that Mm -hmm. especially if you're shooting for a couple of weeks or whatever then they just grab that coffee in the morning you're used to it you show up you don't eat until lunch break whenever that break is and that's your first meal and that like you know you're just hoping crafty's not close to your dressing room right Yeah, so if you guys are out there listening, if you're on a show, uh, (laughs) tell Uh, the crew that gets your breakfast that you're a coffee guy. All right, all right. right. I guess we could talk about that later. (laughs) Well, we're we're spoiled little entertainment people. Um, Uh, No, but I think the takeaway is that you can, you know... Get somebody to work for you. Or you decide what your identity is and what your relationship is with food and tell other people, and then eventually it'll become that. Yeah, because you, you, you hold yourself accountable for something yeah yeah and then after you've told everybody that you're a coffee guy you don't want to be the person like wolfing down danishes yeah. and you're just like ah, oh yeah. looks like coffee guys also yeah. danish dude yeah. <laughs> when did uh, you turn into a raccoon in a dumpster with those fucking danishes over there coffee yeah, guy your, your luminescent eyes flashing at me in the night you know but not when when not on set when like when just in normal life life set i life set uh-huh. my life set i gotta go do a quick life set yeah. <laughs> i got a 15 hour long life set, set. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the but, my life set but the uh, but the fasting thing it's definitely kind of the residual effects are kind of like i don't really eat unless i really want to eat yeah instead of just having something to do or just having a stimulus some kind of 
thing going in your face right. that's Eat, like because you, you're bored or whatever. In the cycle of whatever, smoking sure. and drinking and coffee and whatever. Yeah. If you just if you just really eat when you're hungry, it's oddly simple, but it's hard to do that simple thing. Absolutely. I mean, it, especially because there's a social aspect to it that we always yeah uh food is yeah so good. i love eating is my favorite thing to do it's the it's worst like, to not eat it's but, a celebration but after a while once you do bitches. this <laughs> it's a celebration bitches <laughs> it's a celebration bitches so that, i don't know I, I, that's been nice about the fasting thing i feel yeah. like that'll stick around i yeah i think that it, it snaps you into some mindfulness about it uh rogers we had ben rogers on he talked about staying it like doing food stuff or exercise, like it, it keeps them mentally engaged. Yeah. And something that I've noticed for, uh, for me, cause I'm, I'm saying like I'm a total food guy, love to eat, but I've, since I've been doing that and since you've kind of had to endure being really hungry, being not hungry, abstaining from food, letting yourself eat, like breaking your fast, all that kind of stuff. Now I'll have these moments where like, I, am I hungry right now? I'm not. So I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to eat because yeah. I'm just not hungry. Whereas before it always be like, no, it's the time and we're out. And so I'll just do it. And then like, you know, an hour later I'm having like dinner at the normal dinner time. I, so I think, you know, you, forcing yourself to be mindful a little bit is you kind of get back in tune with what's going on with you naturally. Right. And then, uh, and then eat more for necessity as opposed to social obligations or absolutely timing totally. or just because the clock says it's noon or whatever it is. And what you said whatever about, whatever it is, and whatever what, it is, what you said about kind of the nighttime eating was that was a that was a big time for alcohol for me and everyone I guess. But like when you just kind of say you're not going to do it after eight o'clock, ten o'clock, or earlier. My fast, I kind of a lot of the time I end up doing like a ten to six kind of. I start earlier and I end earlier. Yeah, and that sucks. It sucks to go to bed. Hung, you're you're hungry when you go to bed a little bit doing it that way, but. The next morning, you know, you're eating as soon as you care about food in the morning to me. But cutting out those like evening alcohol calories was huge. Huge. I mean, huge it's yeah. Major. That, it is that, I, fucking I probably major. could have done just that and seen a difference. Right. Uh, but Whoop. it's it's hard to get used to. And then once you're used to it, like now it's not like I'm like, oh man, it's ten o'clock. I don't need to like have a cocktail right now. I right. want to like get ready for bed and you kind of, yeah, exactly. Like I'm just saying the same thing you said in different words. Like <laughs> no, you just get into good. that circadian rhythm. But, but uh, then you said it better. It's, and and, and people- it gets exciting to talk about it knowing that it's working and knowing that it is something that you can sustain yeah. uh, as well as like a kettlebell routine. So what is your, uh, what is your routine? Yeah. What are you doing with the bells? What are you doing with the bells? How are you, you swinging with- the bells? How are you swinging them? Um, well, uh, we know I'm a bellhead. <laughs> the uh, I'll I'll a lot of the time now I kind of will just do my own um, sequence, but I, it was good for me to kind of do it with a YouTube so that I can keep the circuit training part of it. That's sure. like so your downtime is you know otherwise that twenty seconds down is turns into a minute of texting or two minutes of oh right. an email or whatever. So what is your uh, so what was the There's, what was the YouTube? I, yeah, do you remember Fitness Blender? Okay. Are you familiar with Fitness Blender? Not, I'm not, but people the, will look it up. Fitness sure. Blender. Fitness on Blender is is um they got a they have a ton of kettlebell videos and not just kettlebell kettlebell videos, but there there's varying lengths, there's varying focuses to them. If I'm in a hurry, there's one kind of 15 minute version that Great. I can knock out with a shower and be out the door 
In the shower? Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> Big shower. Well, yeah. I like to have like, I like to like feel the water dripping off yeah, my face yeah. like a sweat. No, I, you wear but, like Tevas or something for <laughs> <right>. cool traction. <laughs> I'm, but, and the whole fucking bathroom is just covered in water <laughs> from swinging a kettlebell around in the shower. <laughs> and your balls are just flinging water onto the mirror and shit. And I've also like slipped and been on my bag with a disc like for half of the workout. Kettlebell landed on my skull. Uh, no, but I'm saying all in with the shower, with getting out the door, I could do it in 30 minutes. Great. And there's one that's 15 minutes long that's like um... I don't think there's Turkish get-ups in that one, but I kind of swap things out. I try to get get-ups, the Turkish get-ups in there, just because it seems to be body, the ball man. buster of, yeah. it, of it. That's the full body for you to... Uh, if, if you don't know what a Turkish get-up is, it's basically uh, laying on your back, having the kettlebell pretty much uh, at chest height in, in front of you, thumb towards uh, the back wall or behind your head, and you go from a laying-down position ultimately to a standing up position with various movements first to your butt and then uh, swinging your leg underneath uh, until you're like in a lunge position, keeping your arm above your head, looking up towards the sky and the kettlebell. Uh, it's intense. That was a fantastic description. It was. I saw, I saw the whole thing. <laughs> Me too. Uh, uh, I was trying to think of like real trainer language. How there. I would explain it. I was like, uh, you stand <laughs> up. Get up. With- Stand up, Turkish. But I'm yeah. sure I'm sure the um, the fitness blender shows you uh, cue to cue of how to get to a Turkish get up or how to get up and down from uh, yeah, those movements. That's kind of nice to be able to watch somebody doing sure. it, and then also ignore them when you don't. I turn the sound off and turn music on now that I know kind of the movements and yeah. stuff. And that's awesome, I'll fitness swap, blender. Yeah, it, they, they have a, a big catalog of videos on, Good. and they're just you, you know, it's just free YouTube. Hey, videos. shout out to you guys for uh, getting Cassidy on board. Yeah, yeah, you, we love that. You truly have Im- improved in my life. Awesome. Um, so uh, sometimes though, there's a, there's a, there's longer forty minute versions that kind of do a slower tour of the body that kind of loosen you up a little slower and and get you into more of. Um, like press style sure. stuff, and you know, I I still I think I I kind of focus on upper body still, yeah, uh, just because I feel like I'm still catching up to lower body in that way, right? Um, but it's it's great to have a video for the timing for me that that keeps me like you do it for a minute, you're off for twenty seconds, and then when the guy does it again, I just make sure I'm doing it. Awesome, I love it. Great, yeah. Uh, good. So check out those kettlebell routines, um, and uh, the intermittent fasting stuff is. Is awesome that you know more of us are doing it. Not necessarily if it doesn't, it doesn't fit feel- in your lifestyle, don't worry about it. Yeah. Again, if you love breakfast um, and and you need to have it to work out in the morning or whatever, you can also change your hours. You can do it from you know nine a.m. to earlier dinner, um, which some people do, and it could be considered or not considered harder. Um, but also, there's plenty of people the world who eat on a normal d- don't and do bodybuilder very ripped bodybuilder people yeah. fitness people that eat more you know the six meals a day six or whatever meals. yeah it's yeah. still still around i would say look into closing that food window at night though yes so try to eke that back if you're if you're gonna if you're not really ready to fully commit to this look at moving that food window back like dialing it back because even a 12 hour window if you're just letting your life window just be a little bit Longer, 
That's good. 12 hours, meaning you have breakfast at 8 a.m., you have dinner, uh, you finish your dinner by 8 p.m. Right. That's great. And I mean, there's a pretty good chance you'll sleep better too. Yes. You, yeah. yeah. It, like I mean, it'll improve more than just your body composition. It does. And like from your, like your overall biological health, like yeah. there's great yeah. peer reviewed research that states that it will, if you have that gut rest time at night, like for your immune system, for everything, your digestion, like dramatically better. Yeah. I mean, and it's almost normal. Like 12 hours is sounds pretty normal. If you get up and you have, Breakfast at seven thirty, or you start preparing breakfast at seven a.m. and you eat at seven thirty, and then you have dinner like at dinner time at six thirty. Like you're you're, you're there, you're yep. there. Yeah. So just don't have those snacks when you're watching TV at ten that's, p.m. That's what it is. You and know, it's, aside like, from the health benefit, you you cut out those extra weird calories yeah. that are sneaking in. Yeah, that's the alcohol calories. That's those like late night wing category. You know, like yeah. all that stuff. Because yeah. you get to a point too where if if you know. Uh, if you've been trying for a while or you try different things and it doesn't work and when you are kind of at a certain place, like how good is that popcorn really? Like is yes. it really better than like feeling, you know, it's a trade-off. It's like the math is is right there on the table. So it's like you got to measure how much you're going to enjoy you're those right. bonbons or whatever the hell it is. Check a bonbon, Ricky. Exactly. <laughs> He's a desperado. I mean, yeah. how much and you can you, listen to as much Ricky Martin as you want. I mean, you have to. I mean, that's what's going to get you through those kettlebell workouts. That's what's going to get you through yeah. that last hour of intermittent fasting is a little bit of the Martin. Yeah. And you blast it in the shower, get that kettlebell going. Put the shower curtain to the side. Hey, actually, take. Take that shower curtain out of the fucking yeah. bathroom because you Take don't it out. need it. Might be no. best in a tub, like a big <laughs> kind of sauna anyway. Uh, <laughs> and for you guys listening out there, we're joking. Don't exercise in a slippery shower. Yeah, but <laughs> don't just, just kidding. I want you to do it. Let's weigh in with um, some weighing in question. Let's do it. Oh. The weight. Yeah. Do you like fish? Um, we don't, so I, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. I, Everybody like does a careful response. To I, that. Well, <laughs> I feel like because of Harris, I like adopted fish, and they are remarkable musicians. They're honestly so precise and no trumpets. very talented. Yeah, what the hell, fish? Come on, come on, Trey. Uh, Harris Whittles, who famously loved fish, he did yeah. a podcast with Ackerman for a while. Yeah, right? such a great. It's a great podcast. It's a great podcast because it's. It's the same as Trish and I for a while because <laughs> Trish is a huge yeah. fish. So there's songs of fish that I that I that I truly like. Uh, but as a band, I'm not buying albums. You know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But I guess you don't buy albums anyway if you are a fish fan. Yeah, that's you true. Buy, I'm you not like, buying Radiohead albums. Either. Yeah, you like listen to their live stuff. Um, but cool. Yep, very cool. What's our question? Okay. Uh, What's our question that came in to ask the dumbbells at gmail.com because it's a long form question and that's where you'd send an email. Smooth. Very <laughs> nice. smooth. Uh, dear dumbbells, I'm 39 and have a gut that just won't quit. Uh, I cycle every day for transport. <laughs> that, I mean, that sounds like sounds like he's bragging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, this butt. Yeah, fucking. I've got a gut that just won't quit. Mm, it's sassy. <laughs> uh, come back down to earth, Mark. You're getting a little too big for your britches. Uh, I cycle every day for transport, and for a long time, even though I have quite a sweet tooth, I used to never put on any weight. Now, towards the end of my 30s, the fat has been creeping on. For the past year, I've been doing a small workout. Uh, 
doing a small workout given to me by a trainer two to three times a week, but haven't really seen any improvement. I did the Dumbbells April Challenge of no grains and no sugars and still didn't see my belt size decrease. Uh, I downloaded a diet app and started uh, putting in all the food I was eating and the exercise I was doing, and it just kept telling me that I was on the right target for weight loss, but my analog, uh, but my analog waistline uh, disagrees. Any advice on how to, uh, to keep going when you don't see any improvement? It's a bonus question. I've been on an antidepressant for a year, um, which he states, I won't list it, and uh, this may be adding to my difficulty in losing weight. Do you know anything about the effects of antidepressants on weight gain and how to combat it? I know you don't and have never claimed to be doctors, but it seems kind of suspect to me that you mention it so much. I presume this is to <laughs> double bluff and you really are doctors, right? Thanks, Mark. That's funny. Um, well, uh, I don't know the details, uh, as far as being a doctor is concerned, I don't know the details as far as the, um, the anti, it's, uh, depressants. it's common side but it effect. It is common to, uh, it is a common side effect to have weight gain or it slows down your metabolism or that it, it makes you retain water. Yeah. So, um, so that could, um, affect your actual, numbers on the scale but that shouldn't discourage you from changing your body composition which i think is one thing that you need to focus on at this point just to jump into it being 39 years old you got to deal with the fact that you're just getting older so you're 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 gonna it's going to be easier for you to pack on the fat and harder for you to to keep off the extra weight so you need to focus on gaining some strength and gaining some more muscle so that your um your body composition is changed that you're you're um, burning uh, more of that food and using it towards your muscles rather than just letting it sit on your gut, your dope gut, by the way, who, that just yeah. won't, won't quit. quit. You're braggadocious. Yeah. In so as far as antidepressants, very common side effect. <clears throat> I don't know specifics as to what what's happening on a metabolic level, but I know that there's there's clinical research that states that people do gain weight. I think a couple things can happen. Usually, um, uh, depression clinically presents itself by weight loss. Uh, so when you go on antidepressants, you can, um, gain weight because you're just, you're, you're losing that symptom that you had from the depression. Um, if you go beyond that, then, you know, there may be something that, you know, that's happening from a metabolic standpoint that these drugs are causing. And I don't, I mean, it's one of those things, if they're working good for your chemistry and they're making you happy and feel good, you know, it's probably like whatever little weight gain side effect you have from it could be worth it. But that's something you need to take up with your doctor. Yeah. Um, but just know that it is a side effect and like tons of people deal with that. Uh, and then in, in doubling down on what Eugene's saying, yeah, increasing your calorie burning potential. So doing resistance training and, and improving that body composition by adding lean body mass improves your calorie burning potential. So all the things that you would do before, you're going to burn more calories because you have a bigger engine flat out. Right. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of duration cardio with the cycling. Sounds like you've got your food stuff pretty dialed in. I would still, you know, maybe re-audit that because I, yeah. you know. Um, but I yeah, think-, think about if you did the, um, the challenge with us, think about how many times you might have taken a break from it or really filled that up with a lot of fruits. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and that could, uh, that could affect, uh, the weight loss. Um, also one thing, uh, to mention is if you look at your scale all the time and you're 
overly focused on it and you're overly focused on your your weight, stress actually makes it hard for you to lose weight as well. Yeah. Stress of losing weight. Ain't that a bitch. So, um, so try to think about it uh, in the way that Cassidy was talking about it today of, you know, he's, he's working on it for six months or, you know, even if it's a three to six month window of you going, I'm going to focus on just eating better for the next um, three to six months. Look at the results over that time. Again, it is a lifestyle change. It's not a diet that you're trying to focus in on. Do you, do you guys think that there's anything to, I mean, kind of every body is unique in that it's possible, and I don't know if that's happening in this particular case, but if if the gut is really the focus and you're just not losing weight there, but you are losing weight other places, yeah. it's just not happening at the place that you yeah, want. Yeah, unfortunately for men... Yeah. The first place that you will put on weight is your your dick, your abdomen, and your dick. <laughs> and then the last place for it to come off is your abdomen and your dick. Yeah. So, um, which you're happy about the dick stuff, but the abdomen stuff <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, think about that. Um, any other thoughts on that? Uh, no. Good. So then, know. let's jump into a suit. Super sad. Super. Everybody owns every Missy Elliott album, though. That's right. What do we got off that Twitter? Okay. At the dumbbells. This is coming to us from at Ryan Atk. Atk. Got it. Sort of abbreviation of his last name. Heard of it. Uh, in my third <laughs> week of uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five by fives. Um, this is specific, but I think we can spin it out to a more general sense. I have to skip this Friday. Should I lift less weight Monday or could, uh, should I lift less weight Monday or could body weight exercises keep me on track? Body weight will keep you on track. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Skip Friday. Should I lift less weight Monday? No. 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 Stay on that same thing and, and, and focus on doing some body weight stuff either on Friday um, or Saturday of that um, of to, that week. We'll bring. So what he's talking about specifically is like progression, right? Where he's adding yes. weight to his uh, resistance training each week, right? And so he has to miss, which happens. You have to miss a day, and then you know, do you do you do less or do you stay on the program? I'm with you. I think if you're on, especially your three weeks in, stay on it. Yeah, and then yeah, do some body weight stuff and do some challenging body weight stuff, which means like um, hold, do squat holds. Instead of just doing a squat, do a squat hold where you're at the bottom of your squat so you're gaining strength from just sitting in that squat, keeping your back straight, your chest up, like like in that gorilla stance, keeping your eyes towards the horizon, and just try to stay in that squat with your body for as long as you can. Or you can do it against a a wall. Do it against a wall sit. Do a wall sit. um, Just so you're strengthening those same uh, quads and and that butt so that you can uh, push that weight up that Monday. Love it. Good. Done. Done. Okay, so let's so let's in wrapping things up here. So you've done you've tried you've stopped and started a lot of different times. You've a lot of different times. You've tried a lot of different things. What have you taken away? So let's let's go over what you've taken away. Like you you have s- some amount of enjoyment for cardio now and you still will run from time to time, mm-hmm. right? You've kept up with the kettlebells. Um, you've taken some healthy, uh, food choices from the slow carb diet, fasting now, what else? 
Um, I mean, I feel like you. We kind of said it a little bit earlier that moderation has has won the day, mm-hmm. yeah, and that uh, not just for alcohol, but food and cough and any kind of stimulus like that. You know, you kind of gotta test your boundaries a little bit. You gotta kind of, yeah. You just gotta kind of see. You push it to a place where it's like, oh, okay, that's enough of this, right? And now <laughs> you can just kind of enjoy life and be, you know, kind of like a normal human being, being yeah. a normal human being that only reacts to your actual <laughs> needs, yeah, and, and not responding to like, oh man, it's Saturday, I should be like drinking with my boys right. or whatever. You got to find your own life formula. That, that, that would, another piece of that the, that Ferris thing was, I remember that part of this low carb thing was that his assertion that you don't need fruit. Everybody's been telling you your whole life that you got to eat a lot of fruit and that he was like, you know, an apple a week will do you because that's how humans existed for thousands of years. <laughs> He's right. And you don't need to like eat cantaloupe every morning to like be that that's not a healthy move right. necessarily even though it's been ingrained in us that oh fruit if, as long as i you know that that was kind of the beginning of decoding or maybe demystifying fruit like yeah demystifying fruit <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, my new podcast yeah <laughs> uh but things like that where you kind of get little life hacks along the way like i do feel like you know the just the simple idea of limiting things to once in a while goes a long way. Uh, yeah, and in a way that I wish that I would have appreciated younger. Uh, but I just I feel like I came from a binge mentality to present day, where now I, it's not all. Everything is not always in moderation, but that's the whole point of moderation. As long as you're doing it most of the time, absolutely, you're good to gotta blow it out once in a while if you feel like you need to do that. I'm with you, and the, and I think the the a good takeaway is that it took you. I mean, if you count it from going away to school, yeah. it's taken you years yeah. to get there. And I think that for, for a lot of people that you should find some comfort in that. So if you haven't, if you haven't sorted it out yet, or you can't, you haven't found your limits yet, just know it can take a while and to, and to stick with it and to experiment and stopping and starting is all part of the process. Yeah. And you can't look at it as a fail. You just got to look at what's the next, what's going to be the next thing for you. Fitness Blender, 4-Hour Body by Tim Ferriss. Both good resources. Mm-hmm. Great. Both worth looking at. Love it. And I don't know where I learned about the fasting thing. I think I just read up. I don't know. It's out there now. Yeah. It's it definitely seems definitely out there now. In the zeitgeist. I mean, for it's sure. probably a dumbbells episode, but who who knows? <laughs> Could um, be Eugene talking. We'll about. have no way to tell. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, this play real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's Amos. get a plug. Get, give us a plug. Oh yeah. Okay. So next weekend, Los Angelinos. This uh, weekend it would be. It would, oh yeah. It'll be this right. weekend. It'll be this weekend. Tomorrow. So Thursday, the 11th of May, uh, through Sunday, the 14th of May, uh, fellow bellhead Eva Anderson. Yeah, I love her. And I uh, have been working on this show for a while, this kind of EDM thriller play with music over at the Bootleg Theater. You can check out, it'll be all over my social media, so you can just check it out at, at Michael Cassidy. Uh, that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-A-S-S-A-D-Y. Yeah. Heard of it. Um, but yeah, that'll be a ton of fun. Great. Great. I love it. Love it. Huge. You got anything you want to plug? No, nah, man, just life. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, sorry about, uh, sorry about talking about a show that I'm, I was on. <laughs> uh, that's it. You that's turned it. a lot of people off. I'm yeah. sure. 
I always do. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. Yeah. So if you guys uh, have a long form question for us and our guests, you can get us at askthedumbbells at Gmail. Yeah. If you want to uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same at the dumbbells. That's two B's and two L's in there. And on behalf of myself and Eugene and our wonderful guest today, Michael Cassidy, I want to remind everybody out there listening at home to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Yowzy. Maisie, baby, hit that shit. That was a hit, guys.